0: Welcome to the Secrets of Legendary Leadership podcast, where we share the genius and wisdom of leaders from across all industries who have built businesses and success. And it's all for you, the leader who wants to ignite their organization, inspire their people and impact the world. Our goal is to accelerate your leadership impact. I'm Barbara Workman, and I want to I personally welcome you and thank you for joining me today. After cutting my professional teeth in the Fortune 50s, I went on to develop and coach executives on how to perform at their best as leaders in high-growth international businesses. I then founded my own consulting firm where I continue to interview, coach, and develop exquisite success in leaders. In today's environment, where the gap between success and failure is getting wider, organizations need the best and brightest leaders. Listen in to hear the genius of successful leaders, the wisdom of experience, and decide which steps you need to take to accelerate your leadership impact. As I've gone through my experience working in corporate America and also interviewing leaders from around the globe, there is one thing that is clear. Customers matter customers are the cornerstone of why we do what we do in business you may have five customers or ten customers a thousand or hundreds of thousands of customers but customer that is who you're focused on right and <laughs> the customer you can't be in business if you don't have someone at the other end and we always have a customer service department someone to service the customers when we have problems or issues but what if We started calling it nurturing customer relationships because customer service never really seems to cut it, right? I mean, if we look at it as nurturing our customer relationships, how different is that than just customer service? I've had several experiences that I believe if you looked at it as nurturing your customers and not just customer service it may be an entirely different experience. In other words, there's one that it drives me nuts, and it's happened so often. I was a customer of a large internet and cable service. And occasionally, as we all know, that service goes out. Well, after several hours, I really needed to get back on online. I was working. So I called the customer service line and got connected to a gentleman. And after I explained my situation that I had no internet service, his response, and I kid you not, was for me to go onto their website and use the automated process to determine the cause and to create a solution for my problem. And I paused. (laughs) I said, really? Did you just not hear me when I told you I have no internet service? He said, yes, I understand that, but if you go online to our website, you can go ahead and..." and put in your problem, and they'll do an automatic scan of your system and fix it for you. And my question was, well, well, how do I get on to your website? And he said, well, you just go on the internet, and you look up www, and I won't say it. And I said, that's great, but I don't have internet service because your service is down. Silence. He said, I understand your problem, ma'am, but I really just need you to go online and go on the website. And I stopped and I said, look, I need to speak to a supervisor because you're not listening to me. Some of the times we get these large organizations and we give them scripts. And scripts are important to keep people on task. I get it. But a script was not going to help me solve my problem. The person was so interested in following the script that they were not listening to a word that I said. Well, it didn't take much time after that to get a supervisor on the phone. And I went through the same spiel and they went through their same spiel. And I said, it's obviously you are not listening to me. I can't get on the internet to do all the things you're telling me to do. So who can I talk to that will take care of this for me? Just hold on one minute, ma'am. It didn't take long before they finally heard me and did their remote diagnostics and the remote solutions. And my internet was back up and running. But if we looked at that as nurturing the customer relationship, instead of customer service and trying to get people through the line as quickly as possible my experience would not have been quite so infuriating and I might not have left the service and I actually went to a service where when I call the customer service line they listen they have a reputation for listening because they want to develop a positive relationship I hope you're enjoying this podcast As founder and CEO of Barbara Wickman, The Genius of Wisdom, I invite you to connect with me at info at barbarawickman.com if you are looking to lead a life filled with inspiration and impact. And it's not just the big companies, right? It's small companies too. You know, we were kind of in the middle of the pandemic last year, and as I'm walking in the local bank, they have masks, they have gloves, and they have the, the antibacterial gel. But as I look in the window, I see three of the individuals standing around talking, leaning on the tables with their masks pulled down around their neck. As soon as they saw me walk in, they stood up straight, pulled their masks up. And as I walked over to the table to grab a deposit slip, this gentleman walked up and said, You know, what is it that you need, ma'am? We can't have you touching everything because we have to come back behind you and clean everything up. Like, we have to sterilize everything. So, what is it that you need? How can we help you? We'll get it for you. And I looked at him, and I'm sure the look wasn't a kind look. And I wanted to say, well, did you go ahead and sterilize it after you were just leaning on it and breathing on it with your masks down? Did you just sterilize the air before I walked in the door because you were all standing around here with your masks pulled down? You see, because they don't see you and you see them. That man inside the bank just made himself look like an idiot. Now, the question is, do you call him out on it or do you let it go? I decided to let it go. But if I was in my true form, I would have said, so did you just take time to clean the air before I walked in here since you all had your mask pulled down before I walked in? But I decided not to because one of my favorite people works at the bank and I didn't want to do that to her. But here's the deal. If you were truly nurturing a customer relationship, how would you have handled that differently? As opposed to telling me, scorning me because I was walking up to touch your table and your piece of paper, What if you had approached it differently? What if you would said, "Oh my gosh, we're so glad you're here. We know it's so uncomfortable to come to these public places these days. How can we help you? And then if I touched your table, Don't treat me like a five-year-old and tell me not to touch your table. Wipe it off when you're done, because frankly, you didn't wipe it off after you were done leaning on it. You know, we do dumb, right? We do dumb when it comes to customers sometimes. (laughs) I got an email confirming an appointment at a service provider the other day, and I walked in and they said, you don't have an appointment. And I said, yeah, I do. (laughs) They said, no, you don't. It's not in our system. So I pulled up the email that confirmed the appointment and showed it to them. And the person looked at me and she said, well, you don't have an appointment, it's not on our schedule. And I said, well, I'm here, and you confirmed it. And this person went on to say, well, when did you make this appointment? Who did you talk to? What did you agree upon? Were there other days you talked about? And I said, look, I had this conversation a while ago, and you confirmed it with your email. And this person had the audacity to look at me and say, well, we didn't send that email. And I said, isn't this your company's name at the top? And she said, yeah, but we don't send those out. Those are automatic things from the scheduler. And I said, so it's attached to your schedule and it's automatic and sent out. Yeah, but we didn't send out. They sent it out. Oh boy. Whenever you say they, my first question is, who is they? Let's define who they is. And they is an extension of your organization. You don't get to defer and call them they. It's their problem. Guess what? It's your problem. This was one time I didn't back down because now I'm really irritated. As the owner of the business walked up, they said, you know, it sounds like there's something going on. How, can- how may I help you? And I explained the situation. And I said, instead of being treated as a customer at an organization where you've made an error, there's been no responsibility taken, no apologies made. And I canceled an appointment with someone really important to be here because this service is really important to me. And all I'm getting is pushback of that I made a mistake. And this woman said, well, they must have canceled the appointment and and you didn't see it. And I said, no, you don't get to do that. I pulled up all of my emails from your organization. They're all here. I've only been working with you for two months. I haven't deleted things. So I walked away with an apology from the owner. But there's just this need for us to be right and for the customer to be wrong in so many cases. And what are you doing to that customer? You are doing an absolute disservice to the customer, but also to your organization. You don't always get a second chance. You don't always get a second chance to nurture that relationship. Eventually, throughout the conversation, to the woman who was being so challenging, I said, do you want me to go to another service provider? Is that what you're telling me and you're just afraid to tell me? Is that why you're asking me all these questions? And she looked at me and she goes, well, yes. And I said, yes, you want me to go to another service provider. And I started to walk out. The other woman sitting there said, oh, no, 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 that's not what she meant. And I said, then you need to think about what you're saying. Because at that point, she wasn't listening. The person who was challenging me was in such a mode of defense, of defending the fact that she was right. She couldn't even hear what I was saying. Look, If you have an organization, you have a responsibility to make sure everyone in your organization nurtures your customers. Yes, there are times when customers are wrong. I get it. But you still need to nurture the relationship. But when I showed up for that appointment and it wasn't on their calendar, I was not wrong. Yes, something happened. Yes, someone probably canceled it on there and they didn't send me the update and they put someone else in there. For whatever reason, I don't know. But say oh my gosh, I am so sorry that you came all the way down here for an appointment, which obviously we sent you the notification and something happened. We we have never had this happen before, and I assure you it will never happen again. But that's not what was said to me, not until the end. If you own a business, make sure everyone nurtures your customers. The landscape is hyper-competitive. You don't get a lot of chances. It's all up to you. Thank you for joining, and today I hope you were inspired to take at least one step forward to accelerate your leadership impact. If you enjoyed The Secrets of Legendary Leadership, please comment, like, share, and of course subscribe so you can receive notifications of all of the latest episodes. If you are looking to ignite your organization, inspire your people, and accelerate your impact, connect with me at barbara at com. I'm Barbara Wickman, and I am a leadership visionary, author, professional speaker, and organization savant, providing leadership and organizational development and discovery services. And remember, the best way to inspire others is to be inspiring yourself.